0: Hello and welcome to the Tea Leaves podcast, where we sit down to have an ongoing conversation on the Indo-Pacific century, brought to you by The Asia Group. I'm Rich Burma. Each episode will bring you into the discussions with the most prominent policymakers, artists, journalists, business and thought leaders driving the Indo-Pacific from New Delhi to Tokyo. I'm here in sunny Mumbai flying solo today without Kurt, but we feel extremely lucky to be joined by a true legend one of the greatest names in cinematic history, Mr. Amitabh Bachchan. As an actor, producer, and television host with numerous awards under his name, Mr. Bachchan has been a giant on the screen in Bollywood since he first debuted in 1969. He has appeared in over 200 films and is regarded as one of the most influential actors in cinematic history. He has a household name in India, and American audiences know him as well. He starred in The Great Gatsby a few years ago, in addition to a number of other uh, American appearances. You're uh, really an idol and legend in every sense of the word. Um, to give our listeners listener some sense of your popularity, you've got over 34 million followers on uh, Twitter, which I think is greater than the population uh, of Malaysia also lucky uh, to also call you a friend. Thank you for being on t Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to take people back a little bit. We met... I don't believe a lot of what you said earlier <laughs> on, but yeah, it's all it's all true. Um, we met a few years ago at yes. uh, at Rashpati You were getting the the Padma Award, and we actually just passed each other. That's
1: right.
0: In the in the hallway and. Um, and made an introduction. And I, I don't know if you recall, I said to you, you know, I think there are some things we can, we can work on together. And you said, great. And then we went off in our, uh, respective, uh, ways. Um, and then we wrote you a letter and you said you didn't think you would hear from us. yes, And frankly, I didn't think we would hear back from you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, you know how these things are.
1: <laughs> you know, you 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 meet somebody quite casually right. in one of these very ornate um, institutions. You know, Rajpati Bhavan is you know is is a huge place. The the ceremony is big, and uh, sometimes you know you never expect, and so, certainly not the ambassador of the United States of America in India. <laughs> so I was quite surprised, but um, I just felt that you know because we'd made contact. Uh, I needed to respond to you, and we did.
0: Yeah, but what you didn't know, and you probably don't know this, actually. I'm just telling you this for the first time today, is that um, we had had a discussion within the embassy a few weeks earlier about areas that we could do a better job in. And mm-hmm. one of the areas we talked about was public health. And we, our team actually specifically said, boy, what if we launched a new campaign with the government of India to end tuberculosis? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be something? And so when I came back to the embassy later that day and said, look, I just ran into Mr. Bachchan, the first thing that came to their mind was he would be a great advocate in this campaign. And (laughs) (laughs) so we had it. We actually had quite um, coincidental. We had an idea. I want to come back to the TB issue in a second because it was such a, important, uh, campaign and still is such an important campaign. The one thing I also told you is that, um, you know, my parents immigrated from India in the sixties, they settled in Western Pennsylvania in the early seventies, 1971. In fact, they were the first Indian family in our community in, in Johnstown. Soon there was a second family, third Mm -hmm. family. We claimed anyone from South Asia, Sri Lankan, uh, Pakistani, it didn't, it didn't matter. After there were about eight or nine families, we formed the Association, South Asian Association, mm-hmm. and we used to get together once a month in the high school gymnasium, mm-hmm. and everyone would bring their covered Indian dish. But we would also show Indian films, the reel to reel. Oh, okay. And they would be broadcast up on the wall, and it was always your films. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's how I first got to, I was a little kid running around playing, but I remember seeing your films at an early age. Um, and so it was a, it was such a, it was a big honor for me to actually come a, across. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you at a much later point, but you must've heard these stories from so many people that they saw your films early in life and they had yeah, a I, big impact on people.
1: I think uh, the, the video format, <clears throat> had just been introduced, and a lot of these films were being videotaped, sent across to people who had migrated Indian communities, and also the fact that a lot of uh, celebrities were actually going and uh, doing stage shows uh, in the United States of America, uh, within the community. and uh, So there was uh, a lot of uh, recognition and a lot of excitement, of, of course. So it's not as though we were completely cut off with the with the world in the United States, especially the the South Asian community, and I went on a on a stage concert <clears throat> with the great Lata Mangeshkar, uh, who just happened to invite me while I was there in New York, and um, and I was absolutely surprised to see the amount of interest and affection that um, that the community had towards all of us. And some of my managers who were, who were looking after my work, they said, "You know, you need to come here more often." In eighty two, eighty three, we went on a long tour, and it was just unbelievable, unbelievable. The kind of affection that we received, the kind of interest that we generated amongst the community, right? And playing in <clears throat> in um, locations which had never been used before, you know, things like Madison Square Gardens, right. And, very prestigious places where initially the managers were shunned from the place and right. said, you know, you
0: know, JFK does his speeches here and right. you, know, you know, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any idea, um, you know, when we first started watching those movies in the early 70s, you know, here we are, 2018, you're still mm. making films. <laughs> Do you have any idea at that point this was this was going to run as long as it has. Never, never. I just
1: thought when I started in 1969 that it's just probably going to be a couple of years, and that's it. I still believe it's and then you not know. going to last beyond another year. <laughs> but somehow it just keeps happening. So I'm just very grateful to the people for bearing up with me for so long.
0: But it's pretty unusual. I mean, you look at... Other artists, or rock stars, or other stars—you know—they have a zone where they hit yes. kind of high performance for a period of years, and then they may drop off the scene. Right. Um, you've avoided that somehow, and you've stayed fresh and new. What? What's? Is there a secret to that? What?
1: Really, no secret. It's just that um, I just kept doing roles which were more commensurate with my age, uh, and I was lucky enough that. There were people who were wanting to experiment uh, senior roles with me. Um, and uh, somehow they were packed in a manner with some of the younger generation, the more popular, the more popular stars. So people came to see the stars. And they also saw this old guy sitting on the side somewhere. And uh, so I just kept uh, you know, moving on. Um,
0: there's no retirement plan <laughs> uh, yeah I mean you know you're not slowing down
1: it's you know. it's like you know retirement is like a, a kind of a self-assessment and you feel that you know you you've done enough and you don't need to do more. I just feel that there's a lot to learn there's a lot to do um, our job is, is dependent upon our body, upon our physicality and once you know we lose the face and the body it's going to stop in any case. So yes, the moment that happens I guess I'll have to stop. But uh, that's another procedure which one <laughs> has to keep at.
0: Over the years, we've talked a lot about the connections between Bollywood and Hollywood. Yeah. And I wonder if you can just say whether those connections have been as fruitful as we would like over the years, or are they still two different universes yeah. operating independently? Yeah. And what can we do to get them more connected to each other? Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, Hollywood has made a standard uh, in world cinema uh um their technology the, the, the kind of commerce that they that they they come out with is is huge but as far as their connect with us is concerned uh emotionally and culturally we are different with the west and therefore the kind of films that we make are, were not understood earlier on mm. by hollywood hollywood was always here from the very beginning and and uh, we love their films but I think now what is happening is that there is a Hollywood invasion. and uh, Is that a good thing? Well, you know, wherever Hollywood goes, they just destroy the local <laughs> industry. So um, we will not stop that. But we will, we will try and compete with them and uh, try and bring our products to a standard which is now easily available. I mean, we never had the technology. Right. There were lots of, uh, you know, restrictions on what you could import and so on and so forth. But now I think with the advancement in technology and the ease of communication where everybody gets to see on television, on the Internet, what's happening in the rest of the world, we are also more technologically more savvy and efficient to be able to make that. Yes, budgets are still a problem with us, but I think we're getting there. China, for example, you know, is huge. They have what? Thirty, forty, fifty thousand theaters, and right. and some of our films, uh, fortunately, are being run there, and do immense amount of business. Is that right? So a film like Dangal, which was starring Amir Khan, yeah, uh, did a better business in China than it did in India, or wow. almost equally. Wow. So uh, that's that's another market, and and we feel very encouraged by that. Um, I hope that this can happen in the United States of America as well. It's
0: interesting you brought up China. Um, because in this time of uh, kind of tensions in mm-hmm. the world and, and you know, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, having our own uh, kind of cultures and our own set of issues. But these films transcend yes. uh, countries, continents, cultures, socioeconomic background. Mm-hmm. And that's really special. And yes. Really-
1: I've always believed that, you know, cinema has, has been this great unifier, this great integrator.
0: But why, why is that? What, are, what, what about these stories that's connecting people?
1: I keep repeating this story m- many a times. I said, when we sit inside a darkened hall to see a film, we never ask the caste, creed, religion, color of the guy sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Yet we watch the same film. Right. We laugh at the same jokes. We cry at the same emotion. We sing the same songs. Where are these institutions in this fast, disintegrating world that you talked about right. where you can see this kind of uh, universality? a kind of integration, people coming together. Cinema is one such a medium, which brings people together. Do you... So whether a Hindi film is running in China or Russia or the United States of America, somewhere there is a bond being developed. And I'm really very proud to be a very small part of this fraternity.
0: You're, you're like a ambassador of your own. Not
1: really. I think cinema itself is a great ambassador.
0: Do you think about that when you're choosing scripts or projects, or do you think, look, this is just going to be good entertainment. And if it happens to be cross-cultural and reach a broad group of people, how do you, how do you think about the projects that you choose in that
1: regard? uh, Well, I look at it very selfishly. I see, you know, what I have to do, who I'm making it with and so on and so forth. But Hindi cinema, uh, and we have several regional cinemas as well, Hindi cinema has always wanted to be a pan-Indian one. Mm -hmm. So it caters to sentiments in North India, uh, West, East, South. Uh, Regional cinema caters to that particular state and therefore uh, is limited. But since we started thinking pan-India and seeing the kind of popularity that cinema is getting in other parts of the world, I'm pretty sure that some of the writers and makers may have considered that element in some of their stories. I'm not saying it's deliberately done. But uh, for example, um, um, emotion runs very well in China. If you do a fantasy, they, they don't like it. Mm. Well, it's not got the same Bahu yeah, Bahubali, a film that was unbelievably enormous fantasy film made in India, made from South India, didn't do well at all in China. A film like Dangal. Which has a lot of emotion right. and family interest does just incredible business. So these are some of the indicators that we get. So emotions run very well, mm. um, and it's the, it's the same with, would say, would say America and the West. The culture that India has, the the unities of in, inside the family, the relationships between parents and children, right. sisters, brothers. kind of emotion is quite rare in the West with all due respect and therefore these films when they get identified by the people they they seem to like it. So a film like say Kabhi Khushi Kabhi Gum, which is a family story had huge impact in a a country like Germany which sometimes you don't normally associate this kind of emotion there but that's what it is and Therefore, we feel a lot of strength in the fact that, you know, our industry bases our stories uh, within the emotional range and therefore we are safe from Hollywood. (laughs) But, you know, comes Avengers and it knocks everybody out (laughs) by miles. And it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, I I made a huge four pie within the family. I went to see it because my kids wanted me to see it. (laughs) And I came back and I said... I couldn't understand what was going on. He said, "Dad, you've got to see fifteen other of these right, films before right. you can understand what's going on." Exactly. But some of the kids—they're just going crazy. I mean, I it's unimaginable. It. With the introduction of every new super right. power human on the scene, <laughs> thus the whole
0: theater with the kids just erupts. But did you watch? Um, did you watch American films as a kid or? or yes, as yes a of course. And so to me. Things like Lone
1: Ranger, right. um, um, Roy Rogers. Right. Did you <laughs> they have, were
0: fine. Did you have favorite, Superman. favorite American actors, though? Uh, oh, yes.
1: Actresses? Great many. Brando, um, Montgomery Clift. Those are my favorites. And uh, many more,
0: yes. And, and is there a chance that you would consider doing more American films? I know you did The Great Gatsby, but would you do... Well, that was just, uh, just you the, know,
1: just just... A one-scene thing which uh, Baz Luhrmann just happened to ask me. I don't know why he asked me. I still don't know. <laughs> but it was a great experience, yes. Uh, uh, it's it's not a, 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 a deliberate desire to go to Hollywood because we don't have a place there yet. And uh, whenever the odd offer comes, well, we need to study that and see whether it's worth doing it or not. But there are many that from our from our region that are actually working there and doing very well.
0: Yes. I mentioned um, your Twitter followers earlier mm-hmm. in the 30s of, of millions. You also do a blog. You're huge yeah. on Facebook and all the other platforms. Um, tell me why, and, and as I understand it, you write a lot of your own content. You post it yourself. I write all my content. You write all your content. Yes.
1: And I respond to them myself. I even designed my own.
0: Why is this important to you? Um, And you seem to really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, uh, Somebody once
1: came to me and said, you need to have a website. So I said, what is that? And he said, (laughs) you know, it carries all your information. So why do you want me to do that? He said, well, you know, there are about 50 websites under your name that are already in the domain. And none of them is genuine. So we need to put out a genuine one. I asked him how long it will take. He said it will take about six, seven months to decide. I said, that's too long. What can I do to something tomorrow? He said, you can write a blog. So I wrote a line. It got published. Next day, I got a response. And I said, hey, this is great fun. And now I'm on...
0: Kind of like the Tea Leaves podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So it's been 10 years now, more than 10 years. I'm on day uh, 3,000... Six hundred and twenty days, or something like that. Every day,
0: you write a blog every day.
1: Every day for and, all and, these days.
0: And the ideas for the blog come to you, kind of, or you. Have... Late
1: at night, when I finish work. Yeah. Uh, I post some pictures, some pictures that have been taken of me or where I was. Just talk about anything. Then I, then I started Twitter. Then I started Facebook. Now my children have asked me to go onto Instagram, <laughs> and I'm doing Insta Stories. <laughs> It's, it's just remarkable to find so much interaction happening.
0: But as an artist, this is a way to stay connected to your fan base.
1: As I said, it's nothing deliberate. But now that it has happened, I find a lot of very intelligent interactions. The people that come onto the blog, they, they, they assess my work, they assess my films, they give ideas if there's a situation uh, not necessarily connected with film, they're able to comment on it it's 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 grand and the collective figure now is now close to 82 million wow. which is uh, um, the blog the twitter the facebook everything
0: wow that's am- that's truly amazing yeah. so-, so
1: so even if there's some say like there's a commonality of people being on the blog as well as on twitter so even if you would take out say about 30 million of them it's still about 50 million collective that's incredible
0: So now I I really would like to turn to this part of your life, which um, is on the causes that you've been committed to, because, you know, I don't quite know how you do the films, the commercials, the TV shows, the social media, the uh, civil society events. But now I know how many causes you work on, but the, the one campaign that we worked on together was in the area of tuberculosis and ending TB in India. That's right. And I wonder if you could just give the listeners a little bit of background as to why this was important to you, because I think a lot of people are surprised when they hear this story about your own life.
1: Yeah. Well, initially, of course, uh, because the government of India and in particularly the state of Maharashtra, where I live, uh, had started thinking about tuberculosis, started this campaign, Uh, and uh, started talking about it. They asked me if I would join them because I was already involved in some of the other government campaigns like Swachh Bharat and uh, Beti Bachao. And being uh, appointed by United Nations as ambassador for polio and the girl child and having worked for the eradication of polio um, for almost eight years, they felt that, you know, I would be interested in this. My interest came about with you because... uh, when we were talking about this, you came into the scene, you you introduced yourself to me, and you brought up this issue about tuberculosis, and I was immediately attracted to it. And I said, yes. Then you told me that your government, and the United States, has uh, decided to make a contribution of almost $100 million towards this cause, and then we started working together. Right. I I was interested in more ways than one, one, of course, it was a campaign that was involving something to do with the medical profession. Uh, having been through myself through many medical, uh, you know, disasters, uh, I was, I was interested in it. I was a TB survivor myself.
0: Right. This is the part that surprises people because they don't expect someone of means, someone of, in your yeah. position in life.
1: Every time I've like- talked about it, people say, look, it's very brave of you to talk about it. I said, no, that's wrong. If... If I'm able to convey to the people that tuberculosis that is normally associated with people of, of lesser means living in adverse conditions, uh, they're the ones that attract this disease. Here am I with all due modesty or immodesty, if you may call it, saying that I had the means and I had to to live in better conditions, yet be a victim of tuberculosis. And more importantly to say that Because it was detected and because it was under medication, I was able to cure it and live a normal life. And that was important for me to convey uh, to the audience rather than just come and say, get yourself detected. So when you give a personal example, I think uh, there's, there's a very natural attraction towards
0: it. We also were able to meet a number of Absolutely. survivors, um, yes. uh, females.
1: We who, met them at your at your yeah. at your residence in Delhi at the at the embassy, and
0: they were talking about the stigma associated with Th- that's the terrible.
1: And- because yeah, women get discriminated against, right? And 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 we had three or four of these ladies who came up and actually fought that stigma, and came out and stood on their own in society, and and uh, that was very brave. And right. we actually lauded them, we decorated them.
0: Well, I think you're coming out and talking about and saying, don't be afraid to get tested, don't be afraid to get proper treatment, this is beatable, really does serve as a inspiration to yeah. a lot of people.
1: I don't know whether it works, but I just feel that, you know, if, if you happen to be in the status of a celebrity and you're able to convey something, uh, sometimes people just, have a second look at you and want to understand and perhaps get attracted to that campaign, that opinion, that discussion, a lot better than perhaps just somebody else coming and talking about it. I did that for tuberculosis. I'm doing that for hepatitis B because I'm also a sufferer of hepatitis B through uh, a bad virus that went into my system. Mm -hmm. And I just feel that some kind of a personal involvement always works very well.
0: Yeah, and just to remind people, India has the world's highest concentration of TB, yes. um, suffers here, 25% of the global burden, 1,000 people are dying each day, yes. but it is something that can be eradicated, yes. it is a disease, you were on a successful campaign to eradicate polio yes. in India, and there must be some parallels that you see, when you focus the yes. minds of policy makers and health professionals and NGOs, this thing can really be beaten.
1: Yes. See, uh, insistence and just a, a kind of perseverance, it took us eight years to eventually get uh, India polio-free. And we faced many resistances because this was um, something that we were asking to, to swallow Every time you give a, a medication to someone, right. you know there's an as a natural resistance to it. Right. What the hell is this guy asking me to drink? You know, uh, it's going to spoil my system. And we faced a lot of problems, right. but we just persevered. And uh, I need to give credit here not to the the pretty faces that came in front of a camera and spoke about it, but the actual workers that went out deep into sure. the interiors of the country yeah. uh, and faced a lot of criticism, a lot of. Uh, problems, and
0: they're doing that today. And
1: even today, mean, they're yeah, doing
0: it. so. Tuberculosis and malaria, absolutely, also something that should be eradicated yeah. here. So when we, when we finally
1: won the battle, uh, the, the ministry wanted to have a celebration and wanted to, you know, call me and the ministers and other people from United Nations, and said, you know, I said, who are you calling? I said, yeah, we're just <laughs> calling all these people. I said you need to call the workers, and we had about two thousand workers who'd actually gone into the field and worked. We appreciated their work, their job, because it was because of them that we were able to succeed.
0: I agree with that, but it's also you're using your platform uh, that you've built over the years yeah. to move people, to, to drive people to change. Yeah. And that's, that's also unique. I don't think everyone um, could do that yeah. and, or has chosen to do that.
1: Yeah, I just feel that, you know, um, um, uh, if my face and my voice can can bring about some change in somebody's life, you know, I, uh, I, I'd, I'd do it. I, I'd do it even if I wasn't suffering from tuberculosis, if I hadn't. It just gave me uh, some more impetus, gave me a greater talking point. So when I talk about these diseases or when I talk about the various episodes that I've had in hospitals and so on and so forth. I'm able to give personal examples, and I feel sometimes personal examples work better than just you know rattling off a few
0: lines. Well, it's amazing. I, I've been able to see it uh, firsthand. Um, what are you working on now? What's in the pipeline in terms oh gosh, of many movies things. or projects <laughs> or causes for you?
1: Yeah. We're working for Swatch Bharat, Beti uh, Bachao, uh, which is Save the Girl Child. Uh, now going to be working for the environment, Uh, how to save the environment, planting more trees, uh, making the country more green, Uh, talking about malnutrition. India is uh, hugely uh, affected by malnutrition. And um, unfortunately, malnutrition is is causing the kids uh, to be born in a state where they don't physically grow beyond a certain age. They they are stunted. Uh, We need to remove that. These are some of the things. And Any other issues that come up, whether it is, you know, saving the environment, saving the elephant, the tiger, which we've already worked on. And happily, the the work that uh, I did, and along with some other, uh, the NDTV, uh, worked wonders. Uh, There was a time when there were just uh, 1,100 tigers left in the country. And after we started the campaign, they're now grown to about 2,000, almost double the number. And growing now even faster. So sometimes these things work, and we're very happy that they do. But you have to keep at it, really. And these are some of the things that uh, I'm involved in, apart from you know television and uh, the films that on I. On the
0: on the film front, what should we be looking out for?
1: Tugs of Hindustan. Okay, that's a, that's a big one with Amir Khan, who's wow. okay. who's, who's uh, the biggest star we have in the country today, <laughs> and uh, I'm just happy to be there with. Uh, with him, and I have a small little part, but it's fine. It's actually a, a semi-period film. Uh, it's, it's the time of the British occupation of the country, and it's how a small principality fights them off. So it's great fun. That'll be out in Diwali. That's uh, uh, October, November, perhaps. Okay.
0: Yeah. And you're shooting now, obviously, for... A
1: couple of films, yes. Uh, and uh, some of them... Uh, going to start one um, uh, day after tomorrow called Brahmastra. Uh, with, um, with the young director Ayan Mukherjee, who's got two of the very brightest young talents, Ranbir Kapoor and Alia Bhatt. Uh, a lot of shooting in Bulgaria and uh, India. Uh, and by the middle of June, I am in England for another film, which is being done by another friend of mine. And then we get back to television, KBC, from
0: August. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Well, I- we will be watching all of those uh, endeavors, you. there's no question about it, and, and also very supportive of the campaigns that, that you've uh, mm-hmm. undertaken. And it's mm-hmm. been a terrific honor for you to be here with us today on the podcast here Thank in, so here in Mumbai. Um, and we're all uh, huge fans of yours, and, and as I said, we'll be, we'll be watching uh, carefully and closely, and, and to our listeners. Uh, thank you all for, for listening, and please be sure to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And M- Mr. Butchen, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, yeah, We'll thank see you,
0: you all next time.
1: I wish you your podcast all the very best and great success. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>